Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Philadelphia Eagles went all in on cutdown day. The Minnesota Vikings parted ways with a number of former top picks. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are where they are because they missed on easy picks. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. While 31 NFL teams were worried about the players that will not be on their roster on Tuesday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles were worried about who would be, and in this case, a new face, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, from the New Orleans Saints, headed to Philadelphia for essentially nothing. Philadelphia Eagles getting an incredible value here and putting together one of the scariest secondaries in the NFL. From Locked On Eagles, Louis DiBiase with me now. And and Louis, this is a team that feels like they are going for it. And what they've done is they've done it in a short amount of time on this turnaround. Why make this move now? Yeah, I really think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be the missing piece. General Manager Howie Roseman has done such a good job since the 2022 NFL Draft of bolstering this roster up, vastly improved on both sides of the ball. And you could really say the only weak link when it comes to starters on both sides of the ball, all 22 starters, was the safeties. Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps, I think, combined to make one of the weakest starting safety duos in the entire NFL. So I think they took advantage of a situation with the Saints and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson where the two sides weren't going to get a deal done. They knew the value was going to be a lot lower to acquire what essentially could be a rental player, but I think they want to sign him long-term. And now they get a 24-year-old stud safety who is more of a slot defender but can remove, or I should say, move all across the formation and I think he fits perfectly with what Jonathan Gannon wants to do so this really was the one hole left to be filled as the Eagles now gear up to make a maybe a Super Bowl run which is crazy to say and it's not crazy because this team from a talent standpoint is as good as any roster in the NFL in a diluted NFC this defense now has guys like Brandon Graham Fletcher Cox albeit at the tail end of his career they added Hassan Reddick. They added James Bradbury to go along with Darius Slay, a former all-pro caliber corner who played really well last season. So this was kind of the missing piece. And that's before we get to Jordan Davis, like the, the most freaky athlete we've ever seen come through the combine. Nicobe Dean, who was incredible for the best defense in college football, maybe in college football history last season. How far can this defense go with, with this team? How far can they help carry them? Yeah, and Peter, they also did sign Kazir White from the Los Angeles Chargers, who was coming off a career year. He's been one of their best players in training camp and the preseason as well. I totally agree. I think this defense should, at the bare minimum, when it comes to the floor, be a top 10 defense in the NFL. They are so deep on the defensive line with all those players you mentioned, Hargrave as well, Milton Williams coming into year two even. They're like seventh or eighth guy in the defensive line rotation. They're expecting big things from. He was a third round pick just a year ago and their linebackers are deeper. They finally have safety and cornerback play that's top tier for the first time together in what feels like a decade I absolutely agree. There's no more excuses for defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, who had a rocky start to his time in Philadelphia last year. Personnel was a huge part of the blame that he couldn't really do what he wanted to do. Well, as you mentioned, they have stars now on all three levels. And the excuses really 
they don't line up for Gannon or now quarterback Jalen Hurts, who I think has all the pressure in the world because this offense looks just as complete as the defense. I wanted to ask you about the Jalen Hurts of it all because they go out and they make this blockbuster trade for A.J. Brown in the offseason. There were some rumblings that Jalen Rager um, could be available at cutdown time. If you're gonna if you're gonna look at this offense, and you could say, okay, you know, it's it's not the Zach Ertz three tight end deep team when they won the Super Bowl anymore. Devontae Smith, they're expecting to take a step forward. He was good as a rookie, but maybe you say, okay, the the pass catchers could have been added to here. Why go with the DB over someone to help your your quarterback who's now coming into year two as the full time starter? Yeah, I think because when you look at it right now, I mean, Jalen Hurts has everything set up for him. When you look at A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that's the best wide receiver duo the Eagles maybe have ever had in franchise history. They have maybe the best offensive line in football. Miles Sanders, I know the injury history is there and he's banged up right now, but when he's playing, he's one of the more efficient running backs in football. Dallas Goddard, a top tight end in the league. You know, Jalen Hurts, it's you know, it's a lot of pressure, especially with them having two first round picks next year in a what is seen as a strong quarterback class. But it's an incredible opportunity. I mean, Peter, how many non first round quarterbacks over the years get this kind of chance anymore? They really don't. They don't get an opportunity a lot of times to be a starter for more than a year and to be a starter with a roster this strong. It's an amazing opportunity. And if there's a guy that can deal with that kind of pressure in a market like Philadelphia, where it's hard enough to play quarterback, Jalen Hurts has that kind of DNA. So I'm very excited to see if he seizes this opportunity in 2022. Yeah, last couple of guys we've seen do that. Guys like Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, they've been pretty good, pretty successful over the course of their careers. If that's the version of Jalen Hurts that we see moving forward, I think the Eagles are going to be pretty happy about it. Stay up to date on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Eagles podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Vikings cut multiple former top picks on Tuesday. Are they okay? If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. I had one yesterday. In fact, I gave my son a bite. Even he loved it. I love it. Of course we do. It's 100% real chocolate on the outside. It's protein-infused marshmallow on the inside. The cookie dough chunk puff, only 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, but tastes like something you could just go to the drugstore and pick up as you're checking out. It tastes like candy, but it's not. It's actually fuel for your body protein infused marshmallow what else do i need to tell you this is the perfect protein bar and they taste even better than you could possibly imagine go to built.com and use the promo code locked on 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked on 15 at built.com now here's what you need to be locked on today Jackson State football coach Deion Sanders on Tuesday said in an Instagram video that his program and players are now in crisis mode when it comes to grappling with the multiple water problems that have afflicted Mississippi's capital city in the past week. Parts of Jackson were without running water Tuesday because of flooding, which exacerbated longstanding problems in one of the two water treatment plants. The city of 150,000 had already been under a boil water notice for a month because the health department found cloudy water that could cause digestive problems. In the Instagram video, Sanders said he wanted to move players into hotels so they could shower. 
They have been without the ability to do that, to flush toilets, or to have drinking water at practice. Sanders is confident his team will be ready for Florida A&M this week. That is the least of their concerns and certainly the least of the concerns of tens of thousands of residents who are dealing with a water crisis. The Houston Texans made a surprise cut and released veteran running back Marlon Mack on Tuesday. It was a surprise because Mack was signed just this offseason. The Texans were, of course, hoping that he could show that 2018-2019 form, but he's been pushed out by rookie phenom and fourth-round pick Damian Pierce out of Florida, who is making Gator fans so annoyed because he looks so good and is going to have a chance to be a starter for Houston when, at Florida, he was doing a lot of sharing carries. The Las Vegas Raiders waived 2021 first-round draft pick Alex Leatherwood on Tuesday. That's right, 2021 first-round draft pick after being taken with the number 17 overall pick out of Alabama to be the Raiders' foundational right tackle. Leatherwood never showed the progress of his pedigree and new coach and journal manager Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler had seen enough. None of the Raiders' three first-round picks from 2021 and 2020 remain with the team, and none of the Raiders' three first-rounders from 2019 had their fifth-year options picked up by this new regime. Safe to say Josh McDaniels is not a fan of the way John Gruden and Mike Mayock handled their drafts. The Philadelphia Phillies welcome back the reigning MVP. Must be nice. Bryce Harper is back! The Phillies will activate Bryce Harper off the injured list for tomorrow. He'll be eligible to play for the Major League Club. The MVP is finally back and ready to go. And man, the Phillies have been hot lately outside of the Mets. They won 16 of their last 19 games against teams not from New York. And they're gonna get even better when Bryce Harper returns tomorrow for the series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Man, this playoff run was already fun. This team was already good. And now you're getting arguably the best baseball player on planet Earth back. Look out National League, look out Major League Baseball. The Philadelphia Phillies were already dangerous and now they're super powered. Bryce Harper is back. He'll be activated tomorrow and ready to roll. And with a little under 40 games left, man, it's playoff push time for your Philadelphia Phillies. Elsewhere on the diamond, the Baltimore Orioles are going through a collective slump at the plate at a very bad time. The Orioles' offensive woes continue in a 5-1 loss to the Cleveland Guardians on Tuesday night. Connor Newcomb here, host of Locked on Orioles. And for this O's team, their starting pitching has hidden what's been a pretty terrible offense in the second half of the season. Just couldn't do it on Tuesday night. Spencer Watkins couldn't get through the fifth. He gives up five runs. He was not at his best. And the Orioles managed one hit on the night. And Cleveland's got a great pitching staff, don't get me wrong. But you can't stay in a playoff race with one hit per game. It's just not going to work out that way. And things aren't looking any easier for the Orioles here coming up against this Cleveland pitching staff. Basically got their three top arms to face in this series. O's offense needs to pick it up. Just didn't do the job on Tuesday. I'll recap it all coming up on Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. 
another story you need to know. Usually when we go to do projections for the final 53, players drafted the year before final cutdowns, generally not on the chopping block, not the case in Minnesota where Kellen Mond, Chas Surratt, Janarius Robinson, Jalen Twyman, and Wyatt Davis all waived on cutdown day and all drafted in 2021, just a little and over Davidson. a one. year ago. That the voice you heard, Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings, correcting me as always. Luke, this is a new regime in Minnesota, so it's this is less surprising than it might otherwise be. Still, this is more than half of a draft class. What is going on in Minnesota? So, yeah, there's a bunch of factors here. Part of it is Rick Spielman does the mud at the wall thing, he'll pick 12 players, but honestly, in a draft class. If you got if you if you told me, all right, you're going to do a draft class, two of these players are going to be starters and you'll be happy with that. And three of them will be rotational players you're really happy with. And maybe you got a couple of developmental guys. You'd be pretty happy with that draft, right? Christian sure. Derisaw, Cam Bynum, starters were pretty happy with. I'm actually pretty excited about Cam Bynum. He looks good. Kenny Wongu, rotational guy. Um, Amir Smith Marset is returner, wide receiver depth. And um, like like it. The, the draft class turned out, oh, you got enough out of it, but you got some of these third rounders that were just asinine. Chaz Surratt and Kellen Mond just probably shouldn't have been picked. Um, especially shouldn't have been picked that high, but like Chaz Surratt, I don't think he should have been picked at all. Um, and then, like I said that on the day too, like that's, it, it was wild. Wyatt Davis didn't turn out. I was really excited about him, but sometimes guys just don't transition to the league. Um, and then you have other guys that are projects, you know, you draft a guy like Janarius Robinson or Zach Davidson or Jalen Twyman, you have a, an idea for, okay, this is how we're going to develop them. This is it. And you know, here's where we think they're going to be one year, one year, two year, three. Well, the guy with that plan doesn't work here anymore. And the new guys came in and they go, we're not going to do those projects. We're not going to deal with that. Um, so it was kind of, you know, everybody for themselves. They did not go based off of the last staff's priors, the priors that got them fired. Yeah, that's not going to be part of our evaluation. So yeah, this is just going to be part of it. Look at anybody who's changing a lot of schemes, um, who's who's changing staffs. You're going to get that kind of thing. We saw this in Las Vegas where that new regime just said, everyone out, bye. If you've been drafted yeah. in the last five years, you've got to go. Is this something where you think there's there's actually potentially an overcorrection when this stuff happens, where it's like, well, we don't know about these guys, or is it because, and and this seems certainly just as plausible that, well, the last group got fired for a reason, and it's because these guys aren't very good. Well, yes, those the guys that got cut aren't very good. I don't think there are people getting cut just because they're the last guys' project. These guys, I mean, Jalen Twyman had a horrific preseason. Um, a guy like Zach Davidson had just like brutal drops. Kellen Mond was, I, we gave him every chance in the world. We were all hoping we were all like, come on, just show us anything. Show us that you're on a track. Show us that it's worth it to keep you around. They're not even, I don't think they're going to bring him on the practice squad. I think they're going to bring Sean Mannion on the practice squad instead. And like, that's Oof. correct. Like that's and that like, yeah, that's the move. Like it's so it's that bad. Stay up to date on the Minnesota Vikings by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Vikings podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, missing on the easy picks has put the Jaguars where they are today. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all of your gambling needs. How about the odds for NFL Comeback Player of the Year? 
Derrick Henry plus 350, Jameis Winston plus 650, Christian McCaffrey plus 850 like those. And then Michael Thomas, Travis Etienne, Chase Young, and Saquon Barkley all at 12 to 1. I also like Saquon at 12 to 1. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks to Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a shot to be at least interesting this year. Think of where they could be, though. Tony Wiggins covers the Jaguars on a daily basis for Locked On Jaguars, and he laments the team's lack of depth due to their missing on multiple easy picks. Well, when C.J. Henderson was taken, they needed an offensive lineman, so they didn't take Tristan Wirfs. True. When Caleb Von Chason was taken, Justin Jefferson was on the board. True. And they said something about LaVisca Chenault when he was taken. There was somebody else that's all world that was on the board. So you're you looking at Wirfs, who's an all pro. Jefferson, who's all world. So the difference is not that those guys turned out better than the guys the Jaguars picked. That's, that's, that's obvious. What makes it worse is the Jaguars lack depth right now, right? According to everyone, the biggest thing about the team is they're good. They, they can have a chance to be good, but they don't have depth. That's why the, pre, the preseason showed you. Well, here's what happens. When you draft a guy and he doesn't pan out and he doesn't become a superstar, but at the very least he can become a depth piece and be a productive member of your team, like Dewan Smoot, that's a good thing even if he doesn't turn out to be better than the player that you passed up. That means you have the depth, right? But when you draft a guy like C.J. Henderson, he's gone. He's not even on the team anymore, and you made the wrong pick. He can't help you at all. Chenault is gone. He's not even on the team, and he ain't depth. He can't even be your fourth receiver or your fifth guy. He's gone, and you could have had an all-pro. When you talk about Chason, maybe gone soon. And you talk about an all-pro that was picked up. So you're not even talking about missing on a player who's not as good as the guy you take you took. You're talking about missing on an all-pro and the guy you took isn't even on your team anymore and he can't help you at all. That's the point. That's what makes it worse. It's not that every, yeah, every team in the league drafts a guy behind uh, in front of a guy who ends up being better but at least you get something out of that player, don't you? But when you do that and, and you pass up on an all pro and you take another guy and he's not even on your team, and then when you ask what your weakness is and they say lack of depth, that cuts differently. And if anybody doesn't understand that, I can't help you. The old truism in the NFL is bad teams find ways to stay bad, even when they change management, change general managers, when they change coaches. It can be rooted at the top in ownership. It can be culture. For example, the Cleveland Browns have been bad for decades for the most part, and that has been under a number of regimes. They fall prey to the same problems over and over, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have done just that. They have botched coaching hires. They have botched general manager hires. They have failed to move on from coaches when it was clearly necessary and done the same with general managers. They've overspent in free agency as they just did this past offseason. And with the exception of Trevor Lawrence, as Tony so effortlessly points out, they've missed on picks over and over and over. This 
is how bad teams stay bad. And finally, not all milestone home runs are easy for players to track down. There's bargaining involved, potentially money, changing hands. It can be expensive. Reds rookie catcher Chucky Robinson avoided all of that in retrieving his first career home run. It's because the fan who caught it on Monday was the brother-in-law of Robinson's high school baseball coach. Not only that, but Robinson's mom was in attendance for the first time in a handful of games, and they gave the ball to her. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who can emerge in a wide-open NFC in 2022? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.